Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,946. I'm so excited today because I get to talk to someone who was a hero to me back when I was a little kid building models, the legendary, the iconic Don Prudhomme. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm very excited. I'm in Rancho Santa Fe, California, with somebody very special and somebody that takes me back in time, Don the Snake Prudhomme. Don, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Yeah, anytime you are. Let's go. Awesome, awesome. This is fantastic. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, as if you need one, would you share one little thing with our listeners that maybe... I don't know if anybody does, but maybe people don't know about you. Well, that's, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't know about me, but I just happen to be uh, a drag racer, a guy that uh, started uh, when we used to run junkyard parts, go to a junkyard to hop up your car to uh, become a six-time uh, world champion for the NHRA circuit. Yeah, well, I definitely, I think a lot of people, probably a lot more than you can imagine, know about that. But my listeners tend to be a little bit more mature. Let's put it that way. We're not going to call each other old today, although some days I feel a little old. Uh, but you have had an amazing career, and you definitely had an influence on me when I was a little kid. I saw you race at Orange County Raceway back in the 60s and 70s. So uh, this is very, very exciting for me to talk to you. Let me give you a brief introduction, and we're going to dive into some questions I have for you today. Don? the Snake Prudhomme is a true legend of the sport, concluded his 47th year in drag racing back in 2009, his 15th season as an owner after logging 32 seasons behind the wheel as one of the sport's most elite drivers. His remarkable driving career began in 1962 with his top fuel victory at Smoker's March Meet in Bakersfield, California, before ending with 49 NHRA career victories the sixth most in NHRA history following his farewell final strike tour back in 1994. The Snake reached the final 68 times, posting a remarkable 35 wins in 45 funny car finals and 14 wins in 32 top fuel final rounds. But there's no such thing for retirement for the Snake. He's been racing 1,000 mile Baja style races for the past three years, and he is the 2021 Yokohama Nora Mexican 1000 class winner. You just don't give up. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsor, so give him a little love. We'll be right back. We're at the Snake. Here we go. Covercraft has the most complete line of custom seat covers available. Choose between the Polycotton Seat Savers, Endura Precision Fit Custom Seat Covers, Leatherette Precision Fit Custom Seat Covers, and their durable Carhartt Seat Covers. They're all easy to install and remove, and guess what? They're machine washable too. Easy cleanup to make them look brand new. No more worries about the kids spilling on your seats or your pets damaging your expensive upholstery or leather. Covercraft's quality seat covers protect from damaging pet claws, pet fur, hair, mud, moisture, food, drink spills, drool from permanently damaging your vehicle's fine surfaces. Headrest and armrest covers and color options are also available on many of the styles. And I've got a great offer for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H, 
1-800-242-1621 at Covercraft.com. They'll give you 10% off plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping with the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Visit Covercraft.com today. Last year, I changed my collector car coverage to American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my Orange Crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collections of automobilia and other collectibles? If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. They insure a lot of items, including automobilia, wine, baseball cards, books, figurines, die-cast models, model trains, glassware, sports memorabilia, toys, and a whole lot more. American Collectors Insurance, they've been protecting us enthusiasts since 1976. They provide you with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a long history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Green's here at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, Don, we are back. You know, again, you bring back so much of my youth and so much excitement. And I kind of want to start by going way, way back because so many people know about your career and all your wins. But one of my past guests, Elena Scher, wrote a book along with you very recently that really told me some things about you that I didn't know. And I want to go all the way back to the start. You were in high school. You were kind of rambunctious and you wanted to get out and start doing things. And boy, golly, you did. So can you take us way back to that time when you first started thinking, maybe this racing is for me? (laughs) Well, that's that's racing way back. I actually started in the 50s when I got hooked on racing. I got in a car club. I was able to join this car club in Burbank, California in about 1958. So uh, they had a, a hot rod there, a dragster, and we all took turns driving it. And that's uh, that's when I fell in love with the sport of uh, drag racing. Now you got into painting cars and modifying cars, and oh yeah, that's kind of what you were doing back then, right? Oh yes, I was painting cars exactly. Yeah, I dropped out of high school, which I'm not real proud of. But uh, back in those days, well, I didn't have the, I didn't uh, hmm, care for school very much. How's that? And uh, <laughs> yeah, I had to make a living too, so. Uh, so I dropped out and working on cars and uh, sanding them, and I've become a pretty damn good painter. So I was happy with that. Uh, I thought that's where uh, the rest of my life was going to stay until I until uh, I discovered uh, drag racing. To be honest with you, you know, we all had street cars and uh, hot rods on the street, but uh, never did I experience anything so great that when I joined the Road Kings of Burbank and uh, got to go out to the San Fernando Valley drag strip in about '59 uh, and so on through there and uh, started to learn how to drag race. And uh, it was just, uh, you know, a wonderful, wonderful life for growing up as a young guy and uh, being able to do that. 
Well, you started touring with some pretty big names back in the day. Uh, you think about Tommy Ivo and the Hawaiian Roland yeah. Leong, uh, Big Daddy Don yeah. Garlitz, who's been a guest here. I mean, what was that like as a, a young man? Is that really what formulated your passion to go from painting cars and working on cars to actually being a driver? Yeah, well, uh, there was a fellow in the Road Kings Car Club, uh, Tommy Ivo, that you just mentioned, and him and I hit it off really great and. uh I worked on his car and it polished his wheels and whatever on his dragster. He had a, a really a first class dragster. And, uh, you know, he really taught me the trade, you know, it really got me uh, really interested in uh, helping me with my driving and stuff. And that was a big deal. And one summer there, we decided he decided he wanted to go on the road, go touring. So it was him and I set out to, uh, to go on a tour all across uh, the U.S. and wow. uh, run at drag strips. So it was a thrill for a young guy like me to do that. I would imagine that the time with these people who were already racing and being winners and really running businesses, is that what helped formulate your business prowess? Because as you move through your, your driving time, it really became your career, your business. And yeah. drag racing is a business, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, it become a very, a very big business. Many millions of dollars that it takes today to run one of these cars. So, uh, you know, from junkyard parts to spending, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in, uh, in parts today to run a car, it's amazing. But, yeah, with Ivo, um, you know, we, we raced together and we toured around and I got to drive his car a few times and, um, uh, uh it was a twin engine dragster and and that was just amazing but one thing that happened to me with him uh we were on the road i i I didn't realize that he was getting paid to uh (laughs) to show up and uh which was wonderful but we never did discuss that but one night uh we're racing in uh, york pennsylvania and the track operator at the end of the night came over and he was counting out this these these greenbacks on the hood of his car that Ivo was going to make, and Ivo turned to me with a big grin. And I thought to myself, some, one of these days, I'm going to be able to do that. I'm going to be able to uh, to run a car and uh, get paid to do it and make a living doing this sort of thing. So I could see he's the one that really got it to my head that, hey, you can, you can make a career out of this. And so uh, that's what really happened. When that when did that transition happen for you? About how old were you when you could go, jump into that role and start getting paid and running your own cars and team? Well, I was about, uh, you know, up, up until about the, uh, 23 years old is when I really, uh, started, uh, 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 making a living. I got a job driving a, a car for a guy by the name of Keith Black and Tommy Greer. Uh, they had a dragster and I got to drive that car. And, and out here on the West Coast, we were pretty unbeatable, uh, with that car. It was just an amazing thing. And that car really helped launch my career. One of the things that you did when you jump forward to when I was a little boy, I was born in 58. So in the late 60s, you guys in 70s, you guys came up with, you met Tom McEwen and you had the snake and the mongoose and those funny cars. And I built so many models of your guys' cars, the Hot Wheels that you guys did this branding with, which was a real marketing genius in my mind. Yeah, it was a pretty amazing thing. I picked up the name, as mentioned, of the Greer Blackford own car. We were just really doing well 
beating the competition. And one of the guys in the crew put the name Snake on me because I was quick off the starting line. You know, I was mm-hmm. I was pretty good up there. I, I just really took to, a, to the drag racing. And I was quick. And one of the guys that started calling me Snake. And, um, it, you know, as a nickname, as you would as some kid in school or something. And uh, next thing I know, the announcer started calling me Snake. And <laughs> I be- I've become friends with a fellow by the name of Tom McEwen at the drag strip. And, uh, he was a hell of a good racer and, uh, he beat us a couple times and, uh, he decided to start calling himself the mongoose <laughs> chasing the snake. Yes. And then the promoters at the drag strip wanted to see the two of us race together, you know, match racing. And so we got some match races at Lions drag strip and several of the tracks around. And we actually got paid to show up, uh, uh, to run one and it, one to race against each other. So it was the snake and the mongoose. And Tom, Tom decided to take it a step farther and go to Mattel Toy Company and talk to them about uh, the Hot Wheels cars. Hot Wheels, it just came out. You know, the, uh, uh, the Mattel had the Barbie dolls, of course, and it was the first year into their Hot Wheel cars for the, for the kids, for yeah. the boys. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh, I had them all. Yeah. <laughs> Mattel, geez, it didn't take much talk at all. They decided to sponsor us. Uh, and that took place in 1970. And uh, we still get uh, royalty checks from them, from Mattel. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, that was a genius, yeah. genius move. I would assume a lot of, well, if not a lot, most of drag racing, even back then, now it's even more business focused. The business prowess that you learned, were there some key individuals in your life back then that were really mentors to you or influencers to you that helped you along the way? Oh yeah, very much. Probably the main one had to be Keith Black of Keith Black Racing Engines. He's the one that taught me about, uh, financing and doing stuff, I uh, was able to put together a, I wouldn't call it a sponsorship, but uh, a payment plan that he had. Uh, uh, he built me a couple of engines and I went on the road and this this was a little later on. This was about in 1968. Uh, uh, we went on the road and uh, uh, match racing around and when I got paid uh, track i would send keith the money and so i had a line of credit with him and he was the first guy that ever gave me any credit you know and so keith keith black if it wasn't for him i i'm sure i would have never made it and another guy who was real prominent from what i learned reading this book was wally parks the great president in hra right oh yeah wally was like a father to me yes uh wally was great he took me uh, under his wing and uh sort of speak and uh uh, we had a great relationship, and uh, we remained friends, and he was just a, a great individual. Uh, he helped out a lot of guys, actually, and, you know, it was the, really the beginning of the sport, and, you know, he got us off of wearing T-shirts and dirty pants to uh, uniform shirts and things like that, you know, because uh, he had this vision that where drag racing was going to go, and uh, and he was right on, and he was telling me his vision, and I kind of worked my plans uh, out to fit uh, the NHRA. Oh, it's very cool. Now, I understand that when you were living in, uh, I think it was Granada Hills, there was this other guy yeah. who was a racer who was a neighbor of yours that is kind of a big name in the sport. I think his name's Dan Gurney. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Gurney, uh, great guy. Really, really great guy. He was a uh, he was working out of Keith Black's also. Uh, Keith Black was building some Dodge engines when they uh, when Dodge was doing some road racing with Gurney, and uh, 
um, the built the engines. Well, I, I, I always liked open wheel racing. You know, that was uh, kind of my favorite thing, you know, but I didn't think I'd stand any chance of getting into it. And uh, But I kept bugging Gurney about, hey, man, I, how can I get a ride in one of those Indy cars? And uh, <laughs> finally, I bugged him enough one day. He said to me, you know, kid, if you want to do it bad enough, you'll find a way. Mm. And I thought, oh, my God, that's kind of harsh, but boy, it was so true. That was a good lesson in life. If you want to do something bad enough, I mean, really bad enough, you'll, you'll find a way to do it. And, uh, no matter what it is. And, uh, that's, that's what happened to me. And obviously I didn't want to drive Indy cars that bad or else I would have done it. Drag race is taking over my life. No doubt. You know, I know that Again, this is from reading the book that Alana and you wrote that family is really important to you and your wife, Lynn, I believe, right? And your daughter, oh, Donna, yeah. have been a key part of your success? Yes. And you're talking about the business side of things. Uh, without my wife, Lynn, I mean, it would, I wouldn't be where I'm at now because she was uh, uh, just a key element with that. You know, I, I pointed out uh, that uh, I was a high school dropout. I didn't do very good uh, in school. And uh, she did, and so we made a we made really a perfect combination. You know, I I would go out and uh, book the dates, and she know she would know what to do with the money and pay the bills and all that. And so uh, it worked out. We've been married fifty eight years. Wow! Well, congratulations. That's Thanks. you know that's that's really spectacular because drag racing and, and sports in general can really strain families because you're gone yeah. so much you're just not there but there's obviously a tight bond and a love there and you, you share a daughter right Don, donna yeah my daughter donna yeah now she's a big part of uh of whatever business we are doing and so on she's a part of that and she's she's just great and um plays a big role in our lives where we're, the three of us are extremely close and uh i've just been enjoying retirement with her around and of course lynn and uh uh, things have been uh, really super. Now, retirement. I touched on this when I introduced you that yeah. I don't think a guy like you sits around too well, uh, is the way I'll put it. My grandpa and my father were that way. They always said, we don't sit around too well. The idea of retirement doesn't sound like a healthy prospect. You've been racing Baja 1000 type cars and you actually won the championship in your class this year. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah, I did. Decided this is like my third year, and it's called the Nora N O R R A, the mm -hmm. Nora One Thousand. And uh, in April of this year, uh, I entered, and uh, with uh, of course I have two other co-drivers and uh, navigation, someone navigating. It, it turned into a big deal. It's like drag racing nowadays, but to run an off-road, it's it's a big deal. But we won our class, uh, and that was uh, was. Just a huge accomplishment, you know, especially I just turned 80 years old. I know. And to go, <laughs> go down there and win your class is kind of cool, you know. I, You know, I'm trying to, way back in the day, I grew up down in La Jolla, California, and I had mm -hmm. friends whose dads were racing way back when, the Baja 500, Baja 1000, and I went down once when yeah. I was in college, and I did a, what they call a pre-run, yeah. and I got to strap into one of those things. I yeah. don't know how an 80-year-old... Oh my gosh, dude, you must be very fit because that beat the heck out of me. And I was in really good shape back in those days. Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, I'm uh, proud to say that the cars are a lot, uh, a lot calmer these days as far as the shocks and suspension and stuff. Yeah. I run a, 
I run a hopped up Can Am, and uh, the suspension on that is uh, is remarkable of where the car will go and what you can put it through. But yeah, it's not easy on your back, that's for sure. And I've had back problems, and I'm still suffering from that. But uh, I get my cortisone shots, and I'm ready to go racing again. So <laughs> I'm actually looking at next year going down and do it again, and I'll be. Uh, I'll be 81 before the race. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, congratulations. It's, it's kind of but yeah, I'm in great. I mean, I feel like I'm in good shape. And uh, it's just, you know, it's part of me, you know, having, getting out, racing, and uh, and living life, man, because you got to do that, you know? Oh, yeah. Sitting around is no good for anybody. That's for sure. I, I My hat's off to you. It's just absolutely incredible to me what you're doing. Bravo, my friend. We're going to take a short break for our sponsors. We come back. I want to talk about one of the probably many challenges you faced in your career and your life. So keep that thought in mind. Keep your seatbelts on. We're with the snake. We'll be right back. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Did you know that Cars Yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States? That's right. And Cars Yeah! is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars yeah has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars yeah every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. So let's talk about this. No doubt racing is tough and you faced a lot of obstacles, challenges, even failures. Back in the day when you were racing, I mean, people were getting killed at tracks. Safety was a challenge. Could you share maybe one big challenge? But the most important part of this I'd like to learn about was what is that really valuable lesson it taught you so you could move forward or keep moving forward in a positive way? Well, racing was really dangerous back in those days. Of course, like all the motorsports was, was was dangerous. You know, NASCAR, uh, Formula One, especially IndyCar racing, uh, and along uh, along those, those period of times, we lost a lot of friends. And uh, and as far as our biggest concern was fires. You know, the uh, cars catching on fire and our funny cars. Uh, that was always a real threat. You know, so we. Uh, you know, we learned a lot with the with the 
fire extinguishers and fire suits and different helmets and breathing apparatuses. So we went through a lot. I mean, back in the in today in today's world, they can have a huge fire, and the driver, for the most part, can walk right out of the, the flames, you know, because they're so protected with these uh, Simpson fire suits and uh, different fire suits that they wear. So I I, I think that Mongu, I like to say that he had a lot to do with the fire extinguishers on the cars, and he's the one that came up with that idea. Uh, and I work real close with Bill Simpson and people like that with uh, with safety, you know, and, of course, along with NHRA. So, you know, it's uh, it's just come a long ways. Oh, it's incredible. Stan 21, I've had the president of that company yeah. on where, where they started really focusing on fire protection for drivers. And that Formula One race last year, that driver walked away from. Uh, it was just was incredible. Yeah, it's just so nice to see that things are safer, but it's still so dangerous. Now, I like to ask my guests if they have a bucket list item they'd still like to accomplish in life. You've accomplished so much. You're going to go back and race again. What's the future look like for the snake? Well, I, you know, I, I'm dabbling around with NHRA a little bit. I, I dabble around with John Force and a kid by the name of Austin Proc. Uh, not this year, but last year we ran a car in uh, – uh, I was at the track quite a bit with the car, so I'm still real interested. Uh, my buddy Ron Caps uh, is starting a new adventure himself, and uh, you know he's he's leading the points right now. So him and I are real close, and I talk to him a lot. And uh, I'm I've, I, I still dabble in uh, in the latest news and the latest things that are going on and things like that in in NHRA drag racing. Yeah, staying active is so important. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And I have such a lot of good friends, you know, that uh, I've met through the years. And because of drag racing, everybody from Rusty Walls to Jeff Gordon to Rick Hendrick, you know, it's amazing. You know, Kyle Larson, good friend, you know, so it's uh, it's quite nice. Oh, it's it's wonderful. I always ask my guests about a special vehicle. I would love for you to go back in time and pick one dragster that you ran that at least for today, really stands out for you as a really special ride? Well, it would have to be uh, uh, 1963, the Greer Black and Perdone uh, top fuel dragster. Uh, it's a front-engine car, and I think that car uh, was built by Kent Fuller, and I think it just had the, the greatest balance to the car. And uh, the engine in the car with Keith Black doing the work on it, uh, uh, it, it really launched my career, and to me, that's one of my most favorite cars. And but then, of course, I got a at a 1960, uh, 1976 uh, Chevrolet Vega funny car that we won seven out of eight national events with, and uh, that was a special car too. So I've had a lot of special cars. No kidding. Yeah, that's for sure. I really have. I, you know, I've ne- never really tried to pick one over the other because I've had so many of them, but I would have to say the Greer Black Perdone car and the Monza car was a really special car. Do you still have any of your original dragsters that you've run? I, I just have one now that, that's hanging up in the NHRA museum, but I had a whole uh, shop full of uh, all of my old cars and uh, I decided to uh, to sell them. And uh, Rick Hendrick uh, bought the Hot Wheel cars and the haulers and everything. Oh yeah, I've seen those. I've got several uh, cars around the country that people have purchased, but uh, it, it was one of those things. I was just tired of uh, 
wiping the oil up off the floor where they sit. (laughs) Sure, sure. I understand. Yeah, 100%. So I'm going to ask you a question that I hope nobody's ever asked you. You've been interviewed by thousands of people, no doubt. This one's really unique. If the snake was manifest as a vehicle, this isn't what you want to be. This is the man in the mirror, how you perceive yourself as a vehicle. Could be a streetcar, race car, whatever. Could be a rocket. I don't know. What would you be, but more importantly, why? Oh, I think I would be a 1972 Daytona Coupe Ferrari. Ooh. Yeah. I had one of those, and that was uh, awesome. I've had several Ferraris, but uh, that Daytona Coupe... uh, I wish I still had it. And I had a couple of Dino Ferraris, 246 Dinos. And so I've been a, uh, I've been a Ferrari guy, but I, I think reaching back, that would be a, a cool ride to uh, be driving around in right now. Yeah, no doubt. Very, very fun. No doubt that you have found ways in your life to give back and help other people. And I found this is a really important thing for everybody to find ways to help others. Are there some ways that you do that these days? Well, I helping Ron Caps right now. I reach out to uh, to him and uh, and Austin Proc, and I I help them try to put deals together, and uh, you know, help just help them in any way I can. So yeah, I'm still uh, I'm still I, I I try to you know just sure. give someone my advice and and uh, a little bit with NHRA. Well, I always ask my guests for a favorite book. Today, definitely, we're going to promote this book. It's titled Don the Snake. Yeah. Prudhomme, My Life Beyond the 1320. It's by Don and uh, last our past Karja guest, Alana Share. You can go back and find her show. It's a great book, and I want to encourage you listeners, man, if you love drag racing, you love biographies, you should get your hands on this and buy a copy for a buddy, a car buddy or a gal who loves cars because it's really a fun read. I learned a lot about you that I didn't know in this book, which was exciting yeah. for me. Now, before I let you go today, I want to take you on the ultimate drive, and this is how this works. I can allow you to have any car, you can be with any person, living or deceased, and you can be driving anywhere. What does the ultimate drive look like for the snake? The ultimate car to drive? Any car. You can pick any car. I will park it in your garage, and then you can pick any person, living or deceased, to go on a ride with. Oh, I think it would be great to uh, be in a, uh, probably a 70 Barracuda, uh, Hemi Barracuda with uh, the mongoose riding next to me, cruising down the road, talking about the old days. (laughs) I think that sounds like a pretty darn nice ride. I'd like to be in the back seat, although I probably wouldn't hear anything uh, because that'd be a little bit of a loud ride, but uh, love those old Barracudas. They're very cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sounds nice. Now, before I let you go today, would you offer our listeners maybe some parting words of inspiration and wisdom, a success quote, or some kind of mantra that you've lived your successful life by? Well, really, uh, you're talking about the book. That book, uh, I've, uh, I've really poured my heart out in it, and uh, I, um, I, ho- I hope that uh, that it'll help uh, a young guy, a young lady, or a young man. It'll help them a little bit. That it was challenging. You know, my my childhood was challenging, and sometimes theirs is too. And I think this book, uh, I'll. Uh, offer that uh, some good advice. So uh, we have some great stories in there, I think. And um, uh, once again, I hope the book uh, will, will help just one kid or two kids or whoever that's growing up, you know, that uh, don't exactly know what they're going to do in life and how I ended up and 
the love for cars that I became, that I got uh, so close with in the, the book is, uh, I'll have that all in there. Absolutely. I, like I said, I learned a lot about you that I had no idea. I just kind of knew about your history from a superficial standpoint. And it really digs deep. Alana did a great job. And she told me when she was on the show with me here, how much fun it was to spend with you drinking coffee and talking about your history and, and how many things she learned about you as well. She had a great time yeah. writing that book. She was amazing. And it's the first book I've really ever done. Right. And, um, I was not too crazy on even thinking about it because the car tech that, uh, that's the publisher of the book approached me about it. And, you know, I, I like talking about cars. I like talking about, about, uh, stuff that's for darn, darn sure. But, uh, when you start talking about your personal life and you, you put it down in ink, you know, it's just a lot different. So it, it, it takes someone, it took someone like Ilana to really pull those things out of me and I'm glad she did. And I'm so thankful to work with Ilana Sher because she's just a great writer. And I think you'll see her uh, really go to the top of the, the writing world. Absolutely. Now, it's wonderful. I, I really appreciate that you did open your heart uh, to the history and, and things that you struggled with and what you went through and, and how you became what you became. And no doubt, you're a great inspiration to many, many people. You were to me growing up and you are to me today, Don. This has been so much fun. And you have a website, snakeracing.com, that people can go to and learn more about what you're up to? Yeah, actually, they can go to a snake racing gear, like your, like, you know, clothing gear, yeah. snake racing gear.com. And, um, they, uh, they can order a book and I'll autograph it for them and put their name on there and, uh, whatever, whatever they would like. But, uh, I just hope the book, uh, that people enjoy it. And so far they have. I've been blown away about the, uh, kind words that, uh, people have had to say about the book. So. Uh, but that's where they can get it, right from my shop, snakeracinggear.com. There you go, listeners. And again, the holidays are coming. This would be an awesome gift to buy your uh, car buddies and car gals books. Uh, and you can get Don the Snake Prudhomme to sign it for you. How cool is that? Really appreciate that. Listeners, you can find everything on Don's show notes page here on the Cars Owl website. And I want to do a thank, uh, a thank you shout out to Elon Werner at Tony Faye Public Relations. He got Don on the show today. Don, thank you. This has been really special for me since you were part of my childhood, such a big part of my childhood, to share your experiences with me. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed being on the show a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. Here at Cars Yeah, it's all about inspiration. And our charity of choice is Tech Force Foundation, where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives. Tech Force helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive, with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. TechForce awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education, and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions of these careers. Autotechs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up! 
a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!